0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, July 18th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's edition of The Drive. We will take your text this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is the text line to be a part of today's edition of the show. I'm going to welcome to the program in a few minutes. He was introduced earlier today over at the Shoei Building, Keith Roberts. He has been named the Director of Marshall Track and Field and Cross Country. So not only will he be involved with the indoor teams, the outdoor teams, the cross country teams, he's basically going to be like the overall presence, the overall hand guiding the program. So we're going to talk to him here in the next few minutes. But I was over at the Shoei earlier today at his introductory press conference, and there's a lot of emphasis being put on a majority of sports that maybe you haven't seen in the past. I'm getting the impression from Christian Spears that he values, and all athletic athletic directors value every program. I mean, this isn't an indictment on anyone. But I kind of get the feeling from him he is uber competitive. So he wants to have the overall best athletic department in the Sun Belt. And I think he really values track and field He talked about there's over 100 individual student-athletes that are involved with indoor, outdoor, cross-country. He's got a lot of student-athletes that are involved one way or another in the track and field program. So he values track and field. And that was the impression I was getting from him today as he was talking earlier today during the presser about why track and field, why cross country, why all of this is important?
1: And I can tell you when I challenged Keith, like, listen, like there are six sports that are part of a track and field and cross country program. Men's and women's cross country, men's and women's indoor, men's and women's outdoor. Those six sports can make a difference on how successful an athletic program is. It's just the heartbeat of an athletic program is the track and field program. And if those six sports rise and flourish, all of us can rise and flourish, and we can have a department that we're so amazingly proud of. Over one, almost 100 student-athletes on our track and field program. This is a large cohort of kids that are looking for an opportunity to take us to another level. We just joined the Sunbelt Conference. Let's go and win that thing. Speaking of another level,
0: Marshall's got the indoor portion covered. Always can make improvements. Always can make changes to improve that experience. But you've got the foundation. You've got the indoor facility. What about improving the outdoor side of this? That's important to a lot of people. And I asked Christian Spears during the Q&A portion, what's in the works? What can he say? What can he talk about when it comes to the opportunities to improve that outdoor experience for those student athletes?
1: You know, we, we have a vision for everything because everything matters and everyone matters. And eventually we're gonna be in an outdoor track and field and soccer training complex. We are. What, how long that takes, when that'll happen. You know, that's the good people of this community that care about Marshall. I'm gonna need their help to do it. It's gonna have to be a fundraise project. Keith and I talked about it at length during the process. We're gonna do that together. So we're gonna need to show results. Our track and field program, needs to rise. And when that happens, those things usually coalesce and they come together. And there'll be someone inspired by what we're trying to do with our track and field program. And then we'll have an outdoor track and field complex. That's going to be a, a soccer training facility as well. And Coach Grassy's all in and wants to be a part of that process with us. Uh, so, you know, I never, I never try to throw out a time frame, but it is a short play for me. It is not a long play. So you heard that here.
0: Short play for an outdoor facility, a training complex for not only soccer, but for track and field. So that's on the list of things that Marshall University's athletic director, Christian Spears, would like to achieve. Why the change? Jeff Small, longtime leader of the track and field program. Why the change? Why now? And why does he value the new energy that this change will bring to the program?
1: Jeff did an amazing job for us and was here, was here for 29 years. And when you're at a program for that long, that program, no matter how, you know, how collegial you try to be, how cutting edge you try to be, you just get sort of stuck in the way that you've been managing the program. And this gives us a chance to have kind of a new energy, a new enthusiasm, a new look, a new attitude. We just added the men's program back. You know, three, two new teams we had. We had men's cross country. And then just having done it before and having recently done it, right? He's coming off of three championships at Eastern Illinois as the director of track and field there. And he did it in a two-year time frame. So that's the kind of momentum that I want to see. And, and he knows that. And this isn't meant to, like, hey, challenge. This is meant we're going to do this thing together. We're going to pour into track and field. And we're going to try to help elevate this program together track and field very important to marshall university athletic director
0: christian spears and of course there's value to it you have six distinct teams and there's value to it as well you're trying to elevate the athletic department you want to be the overall best athletic department in the sun belt those things matter long term health of a department health of an institution and of course the better your athletic department is overall. I'm not saying that that's going to lead to one day Marshall leaving the Sunbelt for greener pastures, but it does help. It absolutely helps if all of your athletic departments are thriving track, volleyball, football, basketball, golf, all of that. So I see where he's coming from. And again, that's the vibe I get from him. He's very student forward. Always looking for the best experience for the students. I just know that based on conversations with him, but he's competitive. He wants to win that cup every year that declares that this institution in the Sun Belt's the best overall athletic department in the Sun Belt. Top to bottom, you got to be very competitive in all your programs. So, track and field getting a shot in the arm today. When we continue, we're going to welcome to the program Keith Roberts. His introductory presser earlier today, and he has agreed to join us on the program today to talk a little bit more about his vision for Marshall University and why he took the job. We'll do that when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
1: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now. Earlier today, he was officially introduced to the media and the community as the first-ever director of Marshall University track and field and cross-country. He joins us from a very successful run at Eastern Illinois, three Ohio Valley Conference championships, and women's cross country, men's cross country, and men's indoor track. He is Keith Roberts. Keith, thanks for joining me today. I know just uh, spending a few minutes with you earlier today. It's already been a whirlwind of a day for you.
2: Oh uh, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: I asked you earlier, just out of curiosity. You know, did you get this kind of media attention at Eastern Illinois? Uh,
2: we got some, um, but I definitely feel like there's a little bit more. Here today, so I uh, definitely appreciate
0: it. When you were being evaluated for this job, going through the process, you, Marshall was evaluating you, trying to you know identify everything that it was looking for in a director of track and field and cross country. It goes both ways, though. You were making your own evaluation. You know what was it ultimately about the opportunity that made you decide to take it and to take the challenge of building this program for Marshall?
2: Uh, you know, just to be honest with you, um, in any sport, um, if the department wants to take an interest in it, that's going to help the coach, uh, regardless how uh, good of coaches you have or good athletes. You definitely have to have commitment from the athletic department. I felt like our athletic department um, wants to track to be successful, and I feel like they're going to support us. So that was a huge part of it. And then, obviously, the location of it is perfect for me, perfect for uh, my children, and uh, just just a lot of things lined up for me when I was looking. So, I don't want to say it was a no brainer, but it definitely uh, was pretty close to a no brainer.
0: Did facilities or anything like that uh, play into the ultimate decision, or is that just something that you know is an added bonus?
2: Well, of course, you know we, we're we're going to build outdoor facility, uh, but the indoor facility having a three hundred meter indoor track, um, there's quite a few of them in Ohio. Um, but overall, there's there's not many in any other state. We're the only one in West Virginia. I believe Indiana has one over there. So to have a 300-meter indoor track is a huge advantage for us from a training perspective, from a recruiting perspective, from a hosting meet perspective. So that definitely was a huge factor uh, in me taking the job.
0: Now, I did ask athletic director Christian Spears earlier about what the prospects were for improving the outdoor experience. How important was that in your conversations to know that that's on the table for this program?
2: Oh, I mean, it was huge. I, I mean, it's a necessary thing to have, um, you know, it's a, a lot of things happen during the outdoor season where you have to train and it's a, it's a season of its own. So to know that um, there's plans to build one and my trust in him, Um, and the things that he's done, and and honestly, in the direction that the university's moving with, um, you know, the administration, I feel like um, it was very important to me, and I feel like it's something that's going to happen.
0: My guest is Keith Roberts. He's the director of Marshall Track and Field and Cross Country. Now, that's a first-time position for Marshall University, so can you explain a little bit more how you envision the position or at least how the position has been framed to you as far as what – you hope to accomplish and to build as a director?
2: Uh, just a well-rounded team, a well-rounded program. Uh, we have the staff um, in place, or well, we will have the staff in place once we continue with our hires. Um, but, you know, it starts with cross country. And as a director of that team and, you know, having the head coach, Coach Bowen, to, to lead uh, the athletes during the season, you know, that gets us really starting off the track. And you want to keep that cohesion throughout each event group. So you have to have a coach who can, you know, bring people together, uh, bring staff together uh, as long as well as bring the athletes together. So, you know, I just see us being a cohesive team and then also on the recruiting trail, um, not being broken up um, in our little uh, in our event areas, uh, But just going out and recruiting for the entire program and making sure that each event group is ready to be successful at the Sunbelt Championship.
0: How aggressive do you need to be to to get the ball rolling? I know you come into the position and I'm sure you already feel like you're behind the eight ball a little bit in recruiting at this point. So what do you need to do to accelerate that and to identify, you know, your immediate needs and try to get the program going?
2: Yeah. And, you know, like you said, I'd rather be uh, doing home visits than cleaning out my house now and try to sell it. it. So, um, you know, and that's, it's hard to while you're moving, but right now, you know, with our coaches that we retain, um, they're all on top of things, you know, putting, uh, compiling lists for us for recruit, uh, setting up visits, setting up home visits. So, um, our first meeting, we talked about recruiting for 90% of the meeting, and um, they're already working on that. I have my list, and once we're uh, ready to get the green light, we're going to start setting up visits.
0: How important will the transfer portal be? I know for football, it seems like it's an ongoing process, basketball as well. For track and field, cross country, do you feel that you have to dive into the transfer portal a lot more, or is this a sport where you can still build that three- and four-year athlete?
2: No, I mean, you're missing out if you don't utilize it. I think my mentality is to have the majority of my team be four-year student uh, athletes who have created a culture, you know, um, and have a tradition and a system that's already set. But if you have that, then you could bring in those transfer kids and you could bring in kids who who want that. And so it's important to have that be your base. So we have to utilize it. We can't ignore it. It is, you know, it's there. And it's something that's important. And if you don't utilize it, you're going to fall behind. But definitely the base of my team will be four-year student athletes. Um, who I could develop over the course of time.
0: What are you going to be looking for when you're bringing someone in? You know, What kind of athlete, what kind of student are you trying to bring to build the program the way you want it to run?
2: I definitely don't want to say we don't want nice things because I think we deserve nice things, and, and I know there are nice things here and nice things being built, but I want athletes that don't rely on that. Um, we always say that we're um, blue-collar. My family, we're a blue-collar family. Uh, We've worked hard for everything we've uh, we've received in our lives and um, we didn't ask for any handouts and we uh, we knew we had to put in work to get things. So I want student athletes who are blue collar. Um, Again, they deserve nice things, but they don't need nice things to be successful. They just need to go out and work um, and obviously get it done in the classroom as well. You know, there's going to be um, young men and women you recruit that don't really have a grasp of what it takes to be successful in the classroom, um, but we'll teach them to be as competitive in the classroom as you all on the track. So if I can get those two things, you know, people who are blue collar and want to work and then want to um, be educated, then I think the track part will take care of itself.
0: Keith Roberts joins me. He was named the director of Marshall Track and Field and Cross Country, officially introduced to Marshall University community today at his introductory press conference and. Recruiting is going to always be the lifeblood. When you go out recruiting, yeah, you know, are you going to base where you go, where you look on maybe geography? Is that important to you? Are you scouring the country? You know, What's the game plan in general for you when you go out, you're trying to find the very best fit for martial athletics?
2: Um, yeah, one thing, too, just to kind of add to that, um, you know, with recruiting, it's funny because in track and field, people think you just have to look at times, and it couldn't be the furthest from the truth because, you know, if that was the case, there would be no programs that could develop athletes and be successful without, you know, having the, the big brand or the big conference or whatever it may be. So, you know, first part is being able to identify athletes that we could develop along with those athletes that have already hit those times that will continue to develop. Um, but another thing as far as the region, um, we definitely want to make um, West Virginia and Ohio one. You know, um, those two states got to be an area where we kind of, you know, we, we basically earn our keep and get all the athletes in the state that we can. You know, the MAC um, has some good athletes. Uh, of course, the Big Ten has some good athletes. Um, but we have to take those kids and get them to come to Marshall. And then, I've, you know, the other states around us are great uh, in track and field. Um, Virginia's a great state. Maryland's a great state. Pennsylvania is a great state, so we want to keep those kids as well. And then, again, kind of with the transfer portal, um, you know, you're going to want to identify certain kids that you can bring into that mix. And I know Marshall does a great job with Florida athletes, right? So um, you'll want to reach out to those kids as well. Um, But that bubble of Ohio, West Virginia, um, you know, Virginia, PA, you've got to get as many kids as you can from that area. They're going to understand Marshall. They're going to understand the culture. Um, And it's going to be a a lot easier sell to get them to move four to five hours. And they're rich in track and field. Those areas are rich in track and field. So we could be really successful that way.
0: Another avenue for recruits would be football. I know a lot of football players maybe don't go to a school because there's not a track and field opportunity. Now Marshall has all the opportunities. How do you envision you working with Charles Huff, the football program, and maybe the other coaches as well that might have that student athlete that wants to not only participate in, say, football or basketball, for that matter, also wants to be a part of track and field? Do you 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 see yourself having a, a really close relationship in that regard with those coaches? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of
2: experience with that, and as long as the coaches are open to it, I think with my experience and background, I might be able to not only um, bring those student athletes in to help our program, but, you know, we could develop those athletes to help them in in their other sports, you know, and um, I think if they're open to that, we would definitely love to do that. Um, It definitely adds to what you can do. Um, And, you know, back in the day, old days, you know, in the 90s, especially 2000s, a lot of athletes did that they were high level on the track and in football, so, you know, those things can happen as long as the coaches are open with it and we we work together and understand each other's needs and the student-athlete's needs the most important thing because um, you don't want them burning their candle at both ends, right? So I think as a track coach, what I've done a good job at with those two-sport athletes is understanding, okay, this is what they do in their other sport. Now we can cater our training to make sure that athlete's not getting injured or getting burned out. And then when we, we send them back to their other sport, they're even better than when they came to us.
0: You touched on that in your presser earlier today. You ask a student-athlete a question, and it's a trick question, and if you could expand on that a little bit as far as what the answer is that maybe trips them up a little bit and what you're trying to really do when it comes to the student and the athlete trying to manage all of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we always ask, you know, if you're, you know, we always say the student comes before the athlete, right? And when you ask the, the question if you're, you're a student-athlete, well, comes first and they're going to say student it sounds good it's the right thing to say and of course you go to college for a degree but the real answer is you're a person first and it doesn't matter what you do in your life at the end of the day you're a person and you're going to want to be treated like a person and you know it's easy to say that with athletics it's easy to say well you could get injured one day and not be able to run faster. you could get injured one day and not be able to um to shoot a basketball right but the same thing can happen to you academically honestly You could lose something academically, so um, ability to think, ability to process. You know, you don't want those things to happen, but that's possible. Um, And and you can struggle in the classroom. And if your coaches just treat you like a number in the classroom, then they're not treating you like a person. We're going to treat you like a person, like a family member. Um, If my son was struggling, um, the last thing I would want for uh, their coach or their professor or teacher to do is call them in and berate them and treat them like they're bad people, right? I want them to figure out why they're struggling. Now, if we find out, hey, you're struggling because you just don't care, then there has to be a consequence, right? But we have to teach you with that consequence. But if we treat you like a person first, you know, we might find out you're just homesick. And us, us talking to you, we're gonna to get to the bottom of it and boom, your grades are better. Um, it's, and it's really just how you treat people at the end of the day. Uh, the way I was raised, you know, you always look out for the next person one thing my my grandfather would always say it doesn't matter what you do if you don't reach back and pull somebody with you so just being an overall person that good person that looks out for people and then people are going to look out for you so that's that's where that comes from and then as far as being a student athlete you know i couple those 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 are one right like you're you know if you're a parent and um, an employee you can't tell your supervisor i can't come to work today because i'm a parent first you have to figure out a way to take care of your house and home while you're being a good employee. So that's where that being a student athlete together matters to me. Um, And I think if you, if you put those things in perspective, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think you'll come out with a good student athlete at the end.
0: Now, did you, you already had a pretty good feeling when you were talking to Christian Spears about this position, you know, your time with him at Pitt, you had a pretty good feeling, I'm sure, that you both aligned when it came to these core values? Or, you know, did that have to come up a little bit more? Did you have to maybe, you know, dive in a little bit more, make sure that Marshall aligned with you? And, of course, Marshall was hoping that you aligned with with the program's core values itself?
2: Uh, no, just because I – if you know him, if you're around uh, Kristen for a minute, you know his passion and where it lies. And you know that lies with people. So um, I could see that with him. Um, and then any, and any and everybody i met on the interview process, it was the same thing that just kept popping up. Um, and they were concerned with my family, uh, making sure I knew, okay, we can help you find the house. Um, and just real welcoming. So it, it was pretty easy to identify that.
0: Family was important. That came up today in the presser. Your family has a, a familiarity with the region. You're well acquainted with the area how important you know was that familiarity and the fact that you know you're not maybe 2 or 3 400 miles away from you know places you know, you know was that really important as well knowing that okay I'm here somewhere that you know I fit and I my family fits yeah I mean you're you get
2: out and you set out as a coach and you're chasing the dream and honestly the ultimate dream is being able to do what you love but so be close to family. Being able to get to them quickly if you need to. We don't have a lot of free time, you know. Um, we we recruit year round or seasons year round. Um, but when you can like you know pop on, uh, hop in the car and take a two hour trip or an hour trip and see somebody you love and get right back to to the office and get to work the next day, you can't beat that. So um, those are that's something I wanted for my kids. Uh, I grew up in a situation where, you know, we we had a Barbecue for everything, you know, and we were grilling out for everything every birthday, every holiday. I got to, I was able to see my grandparents, my great parents, grandparents. I met my great great grandmother, and I, I seen them pretty consistently. And, you know, for our our kids, it was like, okay, we're going to go see grandma and grandpa. We got to pack the car, we got to drive six hours. Um, and then we're not going to see them again for three, four months. And uh, I just thought, I, I took this opportunity, like, wow, I can still do what I love. And they can see their grandparents three times the amount of what they would have. So it was huge for us uh, in the decision-making process.
0: Ultimately, did the family have to sell you on the job? Did you have to sell them a little bit? Was there a little bit of, okay, we've got coach, now we got to get your family on board with this? Any of that happen?
2: Uh, not really because um, I, I think it was the same. My, my wife coaches as well. Um, so we were kind of in it together trying to decide And I think we're pretty in line with what we uh, were thinking in the process. Now, our kids are only three and uh, six. Um, So our daughter had a little bit more say in it. But um, I think we're all on board with it.
0: Why track and field? I know you you, early on in your life, you you found success as an athlete. But what ultimately was it about the sport that, that got you started down this path?
2: I think from a competitive standpoint, I like the, the pressure. Um, uh, you can't hide. You're out there in a lane and you're either going to get beat or you're not. Um, but from the coaching perspective, I mean, you can really communicate with your athletes. You know, you can really get to know them while you're, you're, while you're coaching them. And I feel like my style as a mentor, like I can really mentor my student athletes through track and field and teach them a lot of life lessons. And it's a grind, you know. We're not, we're not having scrimmages and stuff. We do some inter-squad races and those kind of things. But um, I think we've all seen the quote uh, kind of cliche, I guess, but my sport is your punishment, right? So, you know, you really have to have this mental grind that you're going through to get through it. And I think with that, you can teach uh, student athletes a lot through the sport.
0: My guest is Keith Roberts, named director of Marshall Track and Field, and Cross Country, his official introduction was today over at the Shuey Building. And um, you said you were a talker. You, you like to tell stories. So I have to ask, what is a Keith Roberts story? Give me, if you can, give me one that would be suitable for radio. Just about me? Anything. You, you, you mentioned it earlier. You said you could talk and go on and on and on. So what would yeah? what would a short story be from Keith Roberts?
1: Man,
2: I got to think of something. Uh, I guess I could uh, talk about my experience as an athlete here a little bit. Um, you know, just being a competitor, um, it's not really, a, I guess, a great story. But I remember uh, winning a state championship my junior year. And uh, my senior year, everybody wanted to beat me. And they <laughs> kind of had a target on my back. And I remember a freshman uh, telling me he was going to beat me. Um so I essentially got lane five, which is a, the lane you don't want in the prelim. And then uh, I guess I taught him a life lesson because he had lane four, which is the fast lane. And, uh, you know, I beat him pretty bad. But then afterwards, you know, I talked to him about, you know, just working hard and, and kind of not talking and, and racing and practicing and get to the level you want to be at before uh, you start talking. And there you go. is another life lesson that you can teach a student athlete, you know. Um, let's let's talk we could talk and have fun, uh, but we want to put that work in.
0: So, you find that is why you've been successful so far, because it it feels like you're very good with people. You're a people person. You enjoy speaking to people. And you know, some coaches love the X's and O's. Some coaches love the game. But sometimes those people skills maybe don't translate as well. You, you feel that's an advantage for you.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And like you said, with the stories, I mean, when you asked me that question again, another thing just popped up, you know, just working, right? You know, my first position, I was a GA, um, graduate assistant, and and I was just doing my uh, job, doing what I was supposed to do. I was working a third shift job as well, and I'm still coming to the office in the morning. Uh, I tried to get a little nap before the workday started after my third shift job, but um, I was recruiting all the student athletes, And in turn, I was also helping out some of the other sports uh, doing speed development with some of the baseball players and some of the football players. And I had no idea that the the AD, the future AD, was going to be the baseball coach who I was going to be helping out. And when the the job came open, he knew who I was. I I didn't ask for any money when I was working with those student athletes. I just did it out of the kindness of my heart because I love sports. And uh, the next year, after being a GA for one year, I got hired as a head coach. Um, and and that just came from hard work, number one, and then number two, just doing what I love to do and helping people out in the process. So when I'm coaching, I tell those kind of stories to my student-athletes so they understand what it takes to be successful in life. You know, people like to throw out the word networking, but you don't need to network if you're genuine. Networking happens by itself. So, um, again, I don't want to go on a tangent, but I definitely feel like that communication piece and talking to people and loving to be around people helps me as a coach.
0: My guest, Keith Roberts, named director of Marshall Tracking Field and Cross Country, introductory presser earlier today. So now that you've gotten the, the entire welcome, everything that goes in a first day, what's day two look like? Tomorrow you wake up, you know, where do you get started?
2: Well, we still have some paperwork to get done, but uh, after we get that paperwork done, we're going to have a meeting uh, just setting up our schedules uh, for the season, our, our competition schedule. We'll be hosting some high school meets, um, so we're going to get those set up. Um, and, of course, we're going to talk about recruiting again and getting our plan together, um, looking at um, what the coaches have been recruiting already um, so we can start talking about scholarship dollars and when we're going to set up our visit. And then track and field, you want to try to find as many people as you can by the end of the semester, because um, you know people like to commit and figure out where they're going. Number one, but also if you sign as many kids as you can during that first signing date, it allows other people to see who you have coming in, and that creates excitement around your program. So, recruiting is the, the name of the game. It's going to be involved in every meeting, so that'll be a, a huge part of tomorrow as well.
0: Also have a pretty good idea of personnel that you're going to need to try to bring in to uh, fill out your staff. You've you pretty, pretty much got a plan, I'm sure, right?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's the other thing we've been discussing um, when we're going to start the interview process, looking over applications, and um, that's actually happening now. So that'll be part of the plan as well, just getting somebody hired as soon as possible. We don't want to rush, but um, we definitely want the student-athletes to have their coaches, um, their event coaches in place so they can start getting their training plans together and just get that off their shoulder, wondering who's going to be coaching them in their event.
0: It's been a pleasure talking to you today. It was a, it was great meeting you earlier today. I can't wait we get you back on soon to talk about all the progress you've made and, and hopefully yeah, no pressure, but you have six sports. So you got to start winning some championships. I know that was maybe implied earlier today that, you know, at least <laughs> two or three championships, maybe. Is that the vibe you got from, from Spears?
2: Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I got. But, you know, I wouldn't even need to be told that. I, I don't think I've ever participated in something and not want to win. Um, and I just don't like – I don't like – I hate losing. All right. So, um, you know, we definitely are going to be trying to win. And, um, of course, we're, we're going to do it the right way. Um, no cutting corners and, you know, no mistreating athletes to get there. But we definitely are going to win championships.
0: Congratulations. It was a pleasure to speak with you today, and it was a pleasure to talk to you just now, and uh, I can't wait to do it again. And uh, Good luck, and uh, welcome to Huntington and the Marshall community.
2: All right. I appreciate you.
0: as Keith Roberts, named director of Marshall Track and Field and Cross Country his presser earlier this afternoon over at the Shoei. We'll take a brief time out, come back. We'll get your text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. The text line is now open. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304 396 Good day today to head over to the Shuey. Got to meet the new director of Marshall Track and Field and Cross Country. Got to hang out with a couple familiar faces from the coaching staff. Good representation today, a lot of the Marshall coaches that were... In proximity of the shoey today, we're in attendance, so it was good to see a lot of faces out to uh, welcome Keith Roberts into the Marshall community. And of course, while I was there, I got an opportunity to walk by the well, let's just say I got a look at what the framework looks like for the project that's going to be the end zone scoreboard. If you are curious of what that looks like at this moment. Uh, you can head over to my Twitter account, at PaulSwan, and you can look. I've got a few photos up. Again, it's, it's not complete. It's the framing, but any picture of progress at Marshall University is always a welcome site. So you can go check that out. Somebody suggested that Marshall's lied to us, and instead of building a scoreboard, we're building the world's largest Connect Four board, and I'm down with that concept. I don't know if that's going to be a nightmare logistically to try to play Connect Four on that thing, but can you imagine? I'm sure you can. Can you imagine once the new board's up, what you could possibly do with it? For example, you remember the times where we are Marshall, we get shown on the old board. Now, it it looked fine. It was was adequate. It was fine. But you get the new board, and – you try to show We Are Marshall, it's a little bit more of a, a theater feel. Sort of like, a, like it once was, like a drive through. Could you imagine? I don't know if Marshall could do this or if they would be down for it, but we could have movie night. Not just once, but we could have summer movie night at Jones C. Edwards Stadium when it becomes dusk. You know, take your blanket. You could be out there on the field, and you could be watching a movie. It could be a double feature or something, you know, something fun. That would be cool. I like to see things like that happen at the stadium. And, of course, it looked pretty good today. So if you want to see at least the framing of it, it's on my Twitter account right now. You can go to Paul Swan on Twitter, find me there. And if you're there and you have Twitter, I would appreciate a follow as well. If you wouldn't mind, that would be great, and I would definitely appreciate that. We need to take another break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap this one up, but I still want to make time for your text. So you can do that now, 304-396-TALK. That, again, is 304-396-8255. Final segment coming up of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive
1: with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK. That is 304-396-8255. You can also find me on Twitter, at PaulSwan. And I'm on a whole list of other social media accounts, and I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to keep, because after all, every day someone tells me Twitter is going to implode. Yeah, here I am, at Paul Swan. Baseball action coming up tonight right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. we got Pirates. We've got Guardians. It's coming up 640. You can catch it here on your home. Pirates baseball all season long, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Busy schedule tonight in Major League action. The Brewers taking on the Phillies. That's coming up as well at 640. And we've got the Dodgers and the Orioles at 705. The Giants and Reds trying to get through a rain-shortened game yesterday, and they're trying to get that final in. Talk about some mismanagement of of weather. I don't know what the staff was thinking, the umpires were thinking. You could obviously tell you weren't going to get that game in last night, and you made people stand around and wait for, what was it, under two hours? Yeah, That's not a way to go about it. Either you're going to play baseball or you're not. And if you're not, send everybody home and then come back and try again. So uh, not a fan of what that decision was. Uh, The Giants and the Reds are getting set to go into the ninth, and it's tied at two apiece. And don't forget, we've got Pirates tonight. It'll be a... 7.05 first pitch, and you can get started at 6.40 right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So coming up tomorrow and the next few days, um, I've got, obviously, we do a Wednesday show and we work in from the Charleston Dirty Birds, Eden Douglas. So she'll be on with us tomorrow in some Fashion to talk a little bit about what's happening with the Dirty Birds. I'm I'm keeping some time open tomorrow, and I'll tell you why I'm doing that. I'm not trying to jinx it, but there's going to be a get-together here in the next few days for – a lot of people just want to get together because Jim Birmingham passed away. Jim Birmingham, a a big part – of Huntington Blizzard Hockey, for those of you that were around when the Blizzard was a part of the community. And so he really took to Huntington, adopted it almost like a second home, and he passed away. And so a lot of people were coming together to sort of remember him, to to celebrate him, and that's coming up on Saturday, and I'm going to go do that. Now, I'm trying to bring some of the guys that were on the team that played with Birmingham. Uh, I can't tell you if I'm going to have one, two, four, seven, zero. But I'm trying to work on some of that. No promises, but I'm definitely going to be in attendance on Saturday, and I'm going to try to talk to some of the guys and you know, just relive a little bit of. Jim Birmingham's life and and catch up with these guys because for a lot of us, Huntington Blizzard hockey was a pretty big deal here in Huntington. So uh, we are going to maybe have a few of the guys from the team here in the next few days, or we're going to do some of that next week. Whatever the case may be, uh, I know I'm going to be spending some time talking about that and remembering Jim Birmingham with some of the guys And with that said, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank my guest, Keith Roberts. He was named director at Marshall Track and Field and Cross Country. And that was officially announced today. I mean, obviously the announcement came last week, but the official Welcome to Huntington presentation, the introductory press conference was today. So it was good to meet him and looking forward to what he's going to be able to do with Marshall University Track and Field and Cross Country. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for being a part of the show here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.